Worship team, love that song. Awesome, awesome. You guys doing good this morning? Awesome. Well, we are in the fourth and final week of our Kingdom or Bust series. How many of you guys have been challenged this series? How many of you guys have been inspired? It has been such a powerful time in the Word as we have been studying the Kingdom of God. What is the Kingdom of God and what is our response to the Kingdom of God? We've been talking about how Jesus' main theme throughout the Gospels, the main theme of Jesus' teachings during his life on earth was the kingdom of God. When he came to earth, he said the kingdom of God is at hand. He spent his life building the kingdom. If you're joining us for the first time this morning or you've missed any of the weeks, I'll just recap real quick. Week one, we talked about having a kingdom attitude, how Jesus was the most kingdom-minded person to ever live. And we're told to have the same mind of Christ. And so what does it look like to have a kingdom-minded attitude? Week two, we talked about the 10 different parables that Jesus taught about the kingdom of God. And and what can we pull out of all of his teachings about the kingdom of God? And we pulled out, um, number one, that the kingdom of God might seem small or insignificant at first, but really it's the biggest thing. We talked about how the kingdom of God is this small treasure, it appears small, but it's this treasure that's worthy. It's the only, the only no-brainer response is an all-in commitment. And then we saw the majority of the parables talked about how the kingdom of God is like this broad, big invitation. And then at the end, there's accountability for how we respond to that invitation. Last week, Pastor Eric talked about kingdom sacrifice and talked about the parable, or not the parable, but the story of when Jesus called Peter called the fishermen, come and follow me, drop your nets and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. We talked about how oftentimes kingdom sacrifice, oftentimes God calls us to sacrifice or oftentimes calls us in a different direction that we had planned. Sometimes kingdom sacrifice looks like leaving something that we love for something that is even more valuable, seeking and following and building the kingdom of God. All throughout this series, I think we've all been stirred on how vast this topic is. We could spend the whole year talking about the kingdom of God. I think we've all been stirred on um, how at some points this series, this message of the kingdom of God could be really serious and intense, a really deep study. This morning, we're going to take a different angle, though, because while the kingdom of God is a very vast, big, serious, deep topic, The way that we operate within the kingdom is actually really simple, really childlike. And so as we close out this series, we're going to take a different approach. Title of this morning's message is Too Simple Faith, Childlike Faith. Let's pray again and then we'll dive in. Lord, we love you so much. And Lord, we want to operate as you've called us to in your kingdom. Enlighten our eyes on what this looks like to have simple, childlike faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, a couple of foundational scriptures we've been sharing every week. We see in Matthew 6, Jesus says, But seek first the kingdom of God and all in his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. Again, talking about how Jesus calls us to seek first the kingdom of God. And then when Jesus arrived on earth and his first message that he preached, he said, Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. 
So we see Jesus' first message was about, about the kingdom of God. We see that as he taught about it, he, he used two words. He said, repent, turn the different direction. We see that there's some kind of response of turning the other direction that the kingdom beckons us. But then we also see this believe aspect that the kingdom of God demands. Today we're talking about where the crossroads of the kingdom and our kingdom of God and our life meet is at the intersection of faith. In the book of Mark, we see a moment where Jesus is teaching to the crowds and these people start ushering children to him, wanting him to touch the children. And the disciples become stiff and, and irritated and they shoo away the kids. Get these kids away from here. And Jesus says, hold up, no, you're missing the whole thing. Let's see Jesus' response in Mark 10, 14 through 15. Jesus saw what the disciples were doing, shooing these kids away. But Jesus saw it, and he was greatly displeased that they were shooing these kids away. And he said, let the little children come to me. Do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Interesting. The message translation says it this way. The people brought children to Jesus, hoping that he might touch them, and the disciples shooed them off. But Jesus was irate and let them know it. Don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. Then gathering the children up in his arms, he laid hands on them and blessed them. You know, there's lots of ways that we could preach these scriptures. These scriptures definitely place value on children, place value on children's ministry, investing in the next generation. But these scriptures also elude to the spirit or the mind or the attitude that we have to have to enter the kingdom of God. Um, some phrases that we see these scriptures say that to receive the kingdom, that we are to receive the kingdom of God as a child, that children are at the center of of life in the kingdom, and that we're accept, we are to accept the kingdom of God in the simplicity of a child. As we're closing out this series, talking about the kingdom of God, I think it's super important to recognize that kingdom living is childlike simplicity in faith. It can feel like this big, deep topic, but at the center of it all, kingdom living is childlike simplicity and faith. What, is it, um, what does it look like for a child to accept the kingdom of God? We've got three of them. I've got living examples of what childlike faith looks like every day. But if you ever looked in the eyes of a child, their eyes are filled with wonder. We lose it as we get older. If you look in the eyes of a child, their eyes are filled with adventure. We lose that as we get older. At the heart of a child is carefree trust in their father or in leaders in their life. Jesus is saying don't overcomplicate living in the kingdom of God. Don't overthink it. Definitely don't make it legalistic. Come to God as a child does his or her father. I think this morning Jesus is saying come with simple faith. Come with ease and delight in your father. Come with adventure in your eyes. Come with a carefree heart. Come and just simply believe 
what your father says. We see this childlike simplicity taught by Jesus also in the story of Nicodemus, which we'll take a look at kind of in detail this morning. For those of you that aren't familiar with this story, Nicodemus was a great, a, a very wealthy man, um, a leader with much responsibility. He would be equivalent in Judaism at the time of a senator. He was like a senator within um, the Pharisee sect of Judaism. Very wealthy, very educated, very knowledgeable, had lots of power and influence. He was part of the sect of Judaism, the Pharisees, that Jesus often criticized for being hypocrites and saying one thing but doing another and having the spirit the, the spirit of the law, being such, so legalistic and so about behavior and not about the heart. But there is something about Nicodemus that really did care about the heart of the father, and he saw Jesus' ministry, and he heard about Jesus' ministry, and he could tell that Jesus was from the father, and he could tell that Jesus, there's something about Jesus that was very different than um, the, how he was connecting with God through his his religion with the Pharisees. You see, many of Jesus' earlier followers were simple people. Four of the 12 disciples were fishermen. Early on in Jesus' ministry, he did not attract powerful people. Early on, you see that leaders were converted and Saul was converted to Paul, and you see Nicodemus coming and all of that, but it's a simple-minded faith. You see all throughout Scripture that, that Jesus' followers were mocked for being too simple-minded. But here you see in Jesus' early ministry, this influential leader, Nicodemus, taking note of Jesus. Let's take a look at what happens in John 3, 1 through 2. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, and he was a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher that comes from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. goes on in John 3, 3, and Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one, is born, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus comes to Jesus and says, you are obviously from God. I recognize that. <clears throat> he says, you know, he just acknowledges that. <clears throat> and Jesus responds to him and basically is saying, yes, and you're not going to be able to see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. To which, Nick, to which flips Nicodemus's worldview upside down because his worldview of how you connect with God is through behavior, through changing how you act and you got to live a certain right life to connect with, with God. And so you see Nicodemus is shocked and marveled. You know, Nicodemus and the people he ran with spent their whole life le making legalistic ways to get to God. And so now this man that he knows came from God is saying something about being born again. He's spending his whole life studying scriptures. He, he doesn't understand. What do you mean born again? I don't see anything in the, in the Torah about that. And Jesus, in turn, is shocked that this student of scripture is so shocked. What is being born again? That scripture that Jesus says, you must be born again. It means you must have new life. You, might be, you must be transformed or you must be in be made a new creation from above. You must have this new life, this transformation, this, you must become a new creation and it comes from above. So it goes on in John 3, 4 through 6, Nicodemus says to him, how can a man be born when he's old and how can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, 
Unless you're born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God, both born of earth and born from heaven. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We learn from this text that kingdom living is not a to-do list, but a transformation. So Jesus is telling the people with the kids, hey, you gotta, you gotta come to me like these kids. Don't shoo them away. And Jesus is telling Nicodemus, kingdom living is not this to-do list or this behavior modification. It's transformation. It's becoming a totally new person. Nicodemus was astonished because his worldview was based on behavior to get you into the kingdom of God. And Jesus is saying, no, it's not behavior. It's total transformation of who you are. It's letting your heart and your life be totally recrafted by God. It reminds me of 2 Corinthians 5.15, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Talking about kingdom living, kingdom mindset, being kingdom-minded is not adding a new widget to our thought process. It's not just adding a couple more church activities to our schedule. Kingdom living is not just polishing up the outside to look a little bit more righteous. Entering the kingdom of God is a total reworking of who we are. It's allowing God to make us a brand new creation. It's being given a brand new operating system. Entering the kingdom of God is being born again, born for a second time. Being given a new identity and a new name. It's not an add-on, it's a brand new life in Christ. It's like becoming a child again. John 3, 9, Nicodemus answered him and said, how can these things be? (laughs) What exactly do you mean? Explain a little bit more. Nicodemus was expecting a one, two, three-step program for transformation and following God, and he's like, you're speaking nonsense. What does this mean? Jesus is not asking us to attend church more. He's asking us to be transformed so that our desires line up with his desires. He's not asking us necessarily to read the Bible more or serve more. He's asking us to have a new heart, that that's the only thing we want to do. Then Jesus ends his conversation with Nicodemus. He's kind of talking in vague terms, like, what do you mean, King, what do you mean being born again, and, and how does this even happen? Jesus ties it all up with this scripture, which we've all heard a lot, but I want us to read it in light of everything that Jesus the context of how Jesus said it. This next scripture is in the context of Nicodemus coming to Jesus in the evening and saying, I know you're from God, tell me your ways. And Jesus says to him, yes, to enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And, and Jesus goes on to explain that you, you, it's not being born of the flesh, but it's being born from above. And Nicodemus is still not fully understanding what do you mean to be born again? You have to be born again to enter the kingdom. And Jesus clearly defines what being born again and entering the kingdom of God means in this scripture. John 3, 14 through 17. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man is lifted up, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So this whole conversation starts off about being born again, and it ends with simple belief, simple faith. How do I become born again? You simply believe. You believe that I am the son of, the, you know, son of God. You believe that I came to do what I said I came to do. Childlike, simple faith is how we enter the kingdom of God. It's the entry point. If you're watching this morning and you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord, you've never believed in him, this is your morning. But maybe this morning you've done that. You've entered. You're, you're in the kingdom of God. You, you are a born-again believer. But the way that we operate within the kingdom once we're in the kingdom is the same way that we entered it, with childlike, simple faith. I want to ask you today, are you overcomplicating things with God? Are you overthinking things with God? Are you looking for all of the answers when God is saying, no, just simply trust me as a child trusts his or her father? What would it look like for you to come to Christ with more purity, with more simplicity, with more adventure in your eyes. I love that phrase. Have you ever seen the adventure in the eyes of a child? What would it look like for all of us to approach God with more adventure in our eyes? What would it look like for all of us to approach God, have childlike faith, to have more ease in our heart, to operate with God and the things that he's calling us to with more inhibition like a child. Here's what I know about kids. They love to play. This week, um, <clears throat> two of our kids had birthdays this week. And a tradition in our family during birthdays is that we go around the table at some point during the day, and we all tell that person who's celebrating their birthday what we love about them or what we appreciate or admire about them. And so it was a two- our two oldest kids' birthdays this week, and our youngest is five. And when he shared what he loved about both of his older siblings, he shared that he loves that they play with him. That's the highest value in a child's eye is play. And I hear God saying the same thing. I love it when my children play with me. When God calls us to step out, in faith, and we see it as a playful adventure with him instead of dutiful Christian responsibility. Childlike faith, when God prompts us to serve more inside or outside the church, you feel this prompting to serve more. An adult starts to think about all of the duties and the responsibilities and the weight that that's going to cause. A kid a childlike faith, God's prompting you to serve more or, you know, whatever that might look like inside the church or maybe even serve more outside the church, a child would respond by saying, oh, good, I get to see that person more often. I get to make presents for that person. 
know, when God starts to prompt us to trust him for something big in our life, a lot of times our adult lenses start to think of all the logistics of how responding to God in this big adventure would cost us. But a child would respond and say, does that mean we're going on an adventure? God, does that mean you're calling me to an adventure with you? You know, as we're about to enter this building campaign and, and kind of talk about all of that and more next Sunday, you know, as God stirs our heart to um, be more faithful in the tithe or go over and above to giving towards the building of his house, you know, his church, you know, our adult response would be looking at the spreadsheet and calculating everything. A child's response would be, yes. God, are you inviting me to build something with you? Childlike faith. And as I was preparing this message, I don't know how many of you guys are parents or grandparents and you've ever heard the word blippy. <laughs> if you haven't, it's this really silly show, this adult that acts like a child and the kids love it. But he says phrases like this, oh yay, are we going on an adventure? It sounds, it sounds kind of silly like that as we talk about it. But that's the childlike faith response that God's calling us to. To say, God, it's not a burden. It's an adventure. Amen. Amen. When you know that God is good and you know that his character is to bless you, then when God calls you to sacrifice for his kingdom, when he calls you to be bold for his kingdom, when he calls you to serve or give or build his kingdom, he wants you to see this invitation of faith as an adventure. And I can say with all my heart that I've been walking with the Lord for over 30 years now. In the times of my life when I approached God with this purity of heart, this God, if you're calling me to do it, then I'm going to do it. And I'm so excited because I see the adventure in it. It's those seasons where I have seen and experienced God the most. It's those seasons that my faith and my relationship with the Lord is the most pure, and I've seen the most blessings, and I've seen the most miracles, and I've seen the most breakthroughs. When I approach God from this really simplistic, childlike faith, in a moment we're going to have the worship team come up for a time of response. Worship team, why don't you guys come on up? want to encourage us as we close out scripture to just talk to the Lord, talk to our Father, and just ask him, God, how can I have more childlike faith? Where in my relationship with you does it feel dutiful? Maybe it's simply your morning Devo time, and it just has felt dutiful lately, and God's saying, man, look at it through a new lens. Maybe God's calling you to to serve or sacrifice in a greater way and you're feeling like it's a burden and God's like, no, I want you to see it through the blessing of adventure with me. Would you guys stand? We're gonna go into a, a simple song called Give Me Jesus. The simplicity of our relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this word. We thank you that you make it simple to enter your kingdom and to operate in your kingdom with childlike faith. Yes, it's heavy stuff, and yes, it's important stuff, but the way that we operate within the kingdom is very simple. Just simply believe and follow our loving Father.
like faith to say, God, I don't know all the answers, but I believe, Jesus, that you are God. I believe in my heart, and I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord. Jesus said it's as simple as that to enter the kingdom of God. It's not a bunch of do's and don'ts. It's not a bunch of behavior modification, but simply believing what Jesus said. With all eyes closed and head bowed, if you want to pray that prayer to just say, Jesus, I believe in you and I receive you as my Lord. All eyes are closed. I'm not going to call you forward, but this is a moment between you and the Lord. Would you raise your hand so I know who I'm praying with? listening to this week's podcast. To further connect with us at Alive, visit us at alivefamily.church. And remember, people matter and Jesus is alive.